Okay, guys. Uh, titles. I'll go first. Goat Cologne. Several kinds of meat. Sexting dead. Sparkly clean. Um, dribble, dribble, pee. <laughs> An itch antibiotics can't scratch. Scratch face. <laughs> too tired or too drunk? <laughs> All right. My last one is chemically related. A whole Altmar. Little Enos. <laughs> People are disgusting. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. All right. Some good titles tonight, guys. Let's, uh, let's do this. Warning. What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else anywhere ever in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Corbs. And I'm Kevin. Guys, what's got you geeked? Well, you know, I'm really excited about how fucking humid it is right now. Like, it's ridiculously humid. I, I, I went upstairs to put my daughter to bed, okay? And upstairs, we have a few windows open. One by the cat box, one in the bathroom. But the doors to the two bedrooms are shut. And there's air conditioners in each room. So those doors are very cold. The water has condensed and is forming puddles on the floor outside of the doors. That's not fun. Okay. The, oh. the smoke detector upstairs has been going off all day because oh. the air is so thick. And when you go up there, you put your hand on the handrail or the walls. It's just everything sticky. It's just so gross. Now, downstairs, everything's fine. We have the AC and, and it's all good. But, you know, this segues into what really has me excited, uh, which is the same thing as last week, which is my pellet grill. Now, um, it's taken me two days to put this thing together because I was out there last night in the rain, in the thunderstorm, in everything, working on this damn thing. And I only got it about halfway because I got to the point where I, I don't know how it was for you guys, but there was lightning that looked like it was a street over and my lights outside flickered. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be standing under this metal gazebo with my head in this metal contraption. <laughs> At this point, by the way, I mean, I've 
I am sweating. My glasses are streamed with sweat. I'm completely soaked with sweat and rain. I'm under things, taking my glasses off, putting them back on, trying to see the X to stick the, the screwdriver in. I can't see anything. It's so dark. It's ridiculous. And I finally gave up. Today, I go outside and I'm like, well, glad to see some things don't change because the weather's exactly the same. It's just been raining this entire time. So Everything, I mean, everything is just wet and damp. The cardboard is all falling to pieces, but I did finally get it all together. And then I went through the long, lovely process of getting it ready to actually use. Not that I expected to cook on it today. No, no, no. <laughs> I had to start off by turning it on, then turning it to cool down and turning it off, then turning it on again, let it cool down completely for some reason. Fan shuts off, takes about 10 minutes every time you turn it off shuts down. Now turn it on so the pellets come through. Put some pellets in, have pellets come through. As soon as they come through, stop, turn it completely off. Let it, let it sit for 10 minutes. Then turn it on to smoke. Once it starts smoking, turn it off. Let it cool down for 10 minutes. Turn it back on. Once the pellets catch fire, turn it completely off. Wait until the grill's, grill's completely cooled. Now put all of the shit back in there, turn it on full blast, and then leave it for an hour. It was... I mean, there are less steps to, to beating alcoholism than there are to getting this fucking wow. thing ready, okay? Yeah. Um, but it, it's finally ready. Um, of course, I didn't have time to do anything with it, but I am really excited to get started. I pulled uh, a couple racks of ribs and some chicken thighs out of the freezer, and uh, I'm not going to get to it tomorrow uh, because it's grocery shopping day, but I'm hoping Friday I get a chance to actually throw several different kinds of meat on there and see what this thing can do. Nice. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, very nice. You have to let us know how it comes out. I will. I will. Sorry. Jotting down. <laughs> I, I don't think mine was that bad to put together or to get started. If it was, I, I don't remember it. Hopefully I mean, the, the food's so good. It, it's kind of like, you know, when a woman has a baby and says, I'll never do that again. And then wants another one a year later. You know, because yeah, the, the, yeah. I'm hoping the probably. food's so good that I won't care. You won't care. You'll forget about it next week. Perfect. Corbs, Kev, which one of you guys want to go next? I'll go next. I don't care. Whatever. Okay. Uh, for me, I'll go. Good. He's like, fuck it. I'll go second on this podcast no one listens to. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend listens to it. She's the only one. Now my son listens to it, too, so... So you keep it in the family over there. Definitely. He doesn't, definitely. He, he doesn't have any choice to get tied down to the floor over there. <laughs> no, he actually he actually did when we were over at Justin's house, he sat in the room with me when I was doing it. He was listening to it and he's like, Oh, where can you get the you know, download and stuff like that? I'm like, Well, oh, he gave him all the sites. He's like, So the other day, two weekends ago or something, he downloaded it and started listening to it. And it's like like on his own without yeah. you. Yeah, I think wow. you might need to have a talk with him. Yeah, he knows I'm messed up, so <laughs> you know he knows I need medical help. Uh huh. <laughs> I think he needs medical help. If one oh, of my kids said, "Oh, Dad," so I was listening to your podcast, I'd be like, "Are you on drugs?" And you know, one of them would say, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> At least then it makes sense. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so what's got me geeked is uh, the Field of Dreams game. Nice. Yeah, so I watched the whole game uh, last Thursday. The whole so, game, or did you did you start into it about an hour late? 
Yeah. Did you happen to start it late by any I chance? Think, yeah, I did get into it a little bit late. Yeah, that's my fault. So I'll apologize to everybody for that one. Um, <laughs> but I did go back and, and I got to watch the opening uh, online, which, uh, as you guys know, it's, that's very special to me. Um, seeing that actor walk across that field. Now, it's not the same field as it was in the movie. Right. Um, but just to, just to see that and uh, just it took me back to being there with my father. So it, it got me uh, got me kind of emotional. Uh, I talked, texted my dad that night because he, he texted me and asked me if I had watched it. And I, I told him I had because I was watching it at that time on, uh, on YouTube. So but uh, just just the game itself was fantastic. I mean, the White Sox ended up winning and all that. So that made me happy. But uh, I mean, I watched the game. They were winning until the top of the ninth, and their closer, their all-star closer, gave up two, two, two run homers. Ouch. Two run homer, two, two run homer to Aaron Judge, which okay, he's the best, best hitter on their team, second best hitter on their team, best power hitter on their team, and John Carlos Stanton, who is probably one of the best power hitters in the game. Um, both of them two back to back, two run homers in the bottom, of, bottom, top of the ninth to give him the lead, and then the White Sox walked off, on, walked off on a two run homer in the bottom of the. So, but I actually stayed up and watched the whole game. Um, it was kind of you know, special to me, but I was actually able to watch the White Sox pretty much four days last week. I watched them, they were on Monday on ESPN. They were on Thursday on Fox and they're on Saturday and Sunday on the Yes Network. So I watched them all four days then. And then I watched that. They were actually on two nights ago on ESPN again and I was able to watch the game again. So I've been... Uh, I've been enjoying the, the past few weeks with the White Sox and stuff like that. So, um, and I found out uh, today somebody texted me and told me that Tim Anderson hit the 15th walk-off home run in White Sox history. The first player to hit a walk-off home run for the White Sox was Joe Jackson. Ah, nice. In 1919, the year, the year of the Black Sox scandal. So, I didn't know that, and I thank the person who texted me, um, and I didn't know that. That was an interesting fact that I didn't even know that I had learned today. So, I was uh, it was pretty uh, pretty interesting to know that. So, that's awesome. Yeah. So, that's what's got me geeked. Is the fact that I was able to watch the White Sox for five days, five times in eight days, or four times in eight days, or whatever. So, I was pretty happy. Now I won't be able to watch them again for another two months or whatever. But all right. So, but it was nice. It was, it was, like I said, for me, it was just very, uh, just to watch that opening scene with the players coming out of the cornfield and all that stuff. You know, it just, it kind of got me a little emotional. I talked to my dad, you know, like I said, to protect my dad and he, you know, next, next to my son being born, that's probably going to be the second thing I remember most in my. Wait, wait, what did you just say you were sexting your dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always text my dad. An interesting relationship. It is. It's very interesting. Yeah, I think it, it could be more common than you think, depending on where you're from. That's true. <laughs> Upstate New York, you know, it's a small town. So, but yeah, so I, my dad and I were, were texting, not sexting, okay. texting. That, that makes more <laughs> sense. That's just, just saying. So, you know, but it's just, you know, he, him and I both said, you know, that anytime I, anytime I see the movie, Anybody talks about the Field of Dreams, anybody talks about the movie and stuff like that, it immediately takes me back to the, to the day playing catch my father on that field. And 
you know, I still get emotional thinking about it. I was, you was texting me last Thursday about it and I was, I was getting emotional about it. So, you know, it's, it'll go down as the second greatest memory of my life. So who, who was the umpire, uh, the umpire that they brought in said that he came down and he was actually playing catch with his dad on the field right before the game. He was a local guy. Um, he was from Iowa. They were talking about the. Yeah, the, yeah, I did. Yeah, the, one of the one of the umpires was from around there, but I don't remember who it was. But yeah, you know, it was really cool. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I was talking to my dad about it, and we were both we both kind of mentioned that, you know, what would have made the opening part of that whole game with him walking on the field and coming up and asking, "Hey, is this is this Iowa? Is this heaven?" You know, and the, the fans reacting. What would have been nice is that when he was walking off the field, if the guy who played his father had come on the field and they played catch on the field. Yeah, that would have been yeah. cool. So, and then I said to my dad, I said, well, what, what would have probably been a little bit even more emotional is if he was walking off the field and his son, who was at the game with him, had come on the field and, and said the line, hey, dad, do you want to have a catch? Yeah. Nice. And then they played catch and threw out the first pitch or something to that effect. I think that would have been a little more, emo- a little more emotional, but still, it was. Isn't isn't his son in some legal trouble or some shit though? Uh, I probably. Yeah, there's some shit going on there. So, but so that's that's it for me. Just a, a full week of uh, baseball for me. So, you yeah, seeing those teams, seeing the teams come walking out of the out of the corn, and yeah, I mean that was some awesome. of the. I, I, I said it to a couple of people. I'm like, I, I don't really care why they did this, whether they're trying to drum up business or if it's, you know, you know, they sell tickets, whatever the hell it is. I don't, I don't really give a shit. I'm just glad they did it because, yep. I mean, it got me to watch baseball and I haven't watched baseball in years, you know, since long before my grandmother died. Right. Um, she, used to, she used to love the Braves. And uh, I'd, go, I'd go watch her with her a little bit. I mean, not, I'd not sit down and watch a whole game, but. Right. Um, and they've already they've already announced that they're going to do a game next year. Nice, that's cool. They're going to do they're going to do two national teams next year. They're going to do Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs. Nice. Is it going to be? Um, I don't know about a requirement, but is it going to be suggested that they get some uh, classic type uniforms like they did for this last I think, game? I think they will. And it's ironically the team that the White Sox played in the nineteen nineteen World Series was was the Cincinnati Reds. Perfect. So, kind of. Ties both the movie with the nineteen nineteen series and all that stuff kind of ties it all together. So, which is kind of cool. So, so I'll watch again next year. Hell yeah, I'd probably watch it too. I mean, I liked it. Yeah, I'm shopping on Amazon right now. <laughs> Who isn't? Alexa, not- buy me something. <laughs> 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 Kev, what's got you geeked? Oh, she won't shut the fuck up now. Jesus Christ. Way to go. What is it? What is it you want? You want me to add to your shopping list? Da, 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 da. Oh, shut up. Um, what's got me geeked? I don't know. Um, my wife's birthday was the other day. Um, oh, happy birthday, Kathy. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Things are just going good, I guess. Good. Um, we went away for eight days on that trip. I came back and my pool was still sparkly clean. That's um, good. Mine was, was too. I got, yeah, I got lucky on that one too. I mean, 
don't know what I did. I don't know what I did right there. I mean, I didn't do anything different than normal. Usually that'd be green as shit. <laughs> um, brown. No, well, depends on depends what on what you from. eat and drink too. Mm-hmm. You, you ever seen a calf shit? A calf? Uh, probably, yeah. but I didn't spend that much time looking at it. Yeah, well, I grew up around farms, so... You, you yeah, really I did have... too, but I didn't usually go, oh, you know what? <laughs> you that don't really looks a little weird. You don't really have to want to or, or want to pay attention. I mean, you do want to pay attention because you don't want to be anywhere near it, but trust <laughs> me. Um, I don't know. I don't really... I, don't... I got nothing. All right. Well, I do have something. Um, just found out it was announced, I think, yesterday or the day before that um, the movies pop up. Movies, not boobies, movies from the Kevin Smith movies um, is coming back to Red Bank. And it's going to be happening while I'm in Red Bank for uh, for our little mini vacation. So I'm going to get to wow. eat at movies. Yes. Um, I'm going to lead. I'm going to just read off the little caption I got from it. Movies, the fictional restaurant from Kevin Smith's movies, is headed back to Red Bank, New Jersey. All tickets are good for dine-in or pickup. Book your time in advance and step into movies for a safe and seamless interactive pickup experience. <clears throat> your ticket is good for pickup or dine-in. Jesus Christ, this is redundant. Uh, you can select to book between one to four tickets, which will be doing two tickets, obviously. Everyone's required to have a ticket. Each ticket includes a movies meal with your selection of a moo main and salt lick side, in which they have vegan and non-vegan options available. You can also choose to get uh, movies soda, movies beer, additional side items, desserts, as well as all new merchandise that you can only get there. Wow. So, yes, I'm looking forward to this. I'm probably going to spend a lot of money in those three days. Um, most of it there in a Jay and Silent Bob's, I'm sure. Um, but uh, as an addendum to this, I didn't mean to add this on. I did also find out that uh, production is wrapping up in the next two weeks, so they will be done filming the movie before I get there. So Nice. Wow. Is, Jay, is, the, is Jay and Silent Bob's, is that the name of his comic book store? Yes, the comic book okay. store is Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's practically a Kevin Smith museum as well. They've got a bunch of the props from the movies in there. and Of course it is. All the merch, yes. So so September is looking very good for me. It's, it's, it's the wife's birthday trip to go up there for her concert, but pretty much all of it is going to be centered around Kevin Smith stuff. So, you know, husband of the year here. The way to spin uh, that one. <laughs> it worked out great for me. I want a um, t-shirt. Let me know what you want. I'll pick one up. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, guys, what are you playing? Uh, I'm not playing anything right now. I haven't really had the opportunity to turn on the PlayStation for a few days. But there was some video game news I wanted to mention that I uh, can't decide if I'm excited about it or not excited about it. Anybody here familiar with a game called Dead by Daylight? Yes. Didn't they just say there's a sequel coming? Well, not a sequel because they've, they've been adding to the main game. The idea behind Dead by Daylight is basically it's a horror movie. It's a, what they call an asymmetrical multiplayer game. So you've got like four or five. I'm not sure how many, but you have these survivors who are trying to escape. And then you have the one killer. So one person plays the killer and they have special powers and environmental powers and things like that. And then the survivors have to find a way to escape. Um, the arena. Now, the, the story behind this is this entity 
draws people there through a portal. And that's where, because what they've done is they've, they've added um, new chapters to it with new killers and things like that. And sometimes they get a movie killer that Michael Myers entered the game. And uh, along with Michael came Laurie Strode in a Haddonfield nice. map. They've added, I believe Chucky is in there. Leatherface is in there. Um, I think they added Freddy last year. Uh, they announced yesterday they are adding Hellraiser to this. Now, here's my thing. Um, from a gameplay perspective, that sounds really cool. Pinhead running around with the chains. I mean, it seems like it's tailor-made for the game. But from a fictional standpoint, it bothers the fuck out of me. Because here's the thing. If you pull Michael Myers into this place and say, kill people to give me power, he's just going to be like, and kill people. Chucky doesn't care. Freddy doesn't care. None of them give a shit. As long as they're somewhere where they can kill shit, they're happy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Pinhead would be like, who the fuck are you to presume that you can tell me what the fuck to do? I am the priest of hell. Um, I, I cannot make this work in my head in any situation where he allows himself to be used in that way. Uh, now, of course, that's probably me taking it way too far being a huge Hellraiser fan. Uh, but I, I just like I, I don't see it. You know, I, I don't I, I think he, he would rather fight back at whatever brought him there than than kill the survivors just based on, on the character itself, uh, himself. But that's going to be coming out this fall. Uh, they're also removing the Stranger Things um, DLC, I guess due to rights issues or something shortly. Uh, but, I mean, if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, check it out. I, 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 ha- I own the game. I've never really been able to get into it for the simple reason that in order to get good at it, you have to play it a lot. Okay. It's one of those games where somebody who's playing the killer, you remember like Friday the 13th, the game, somebody yeah. who really knows how to play the killer is crazy at it. And if they're good, the survivors never get away. But in order to get good, you have to play as the killer all the time. Everybody wants to play as the killer. So it's, it's one of those things. If I, if I could devote eight hours a day to playing this game, I could probably get good at it. But with the limited time I have, I'm always going to suck. Gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. So this is definitely a game I should not pick up. If you see it on sale, it's worth to play around with. Um, it's it's definitely neat. And you, from a, a, a gameplay standpoint, I mean, you're running through corridors and you're able to like grab shit, like um, skids and things like that and toss them in the way of the killer if they're close by you. I mean, it's there's some neat stuff. And the killers, they, they will grab you and put you up on a, a spike nice. and hang you there. And um, it takes a while for that to kill you. And if somebody can come along and get you off the spike, you're back in the game. And, cool. and eventually, you know, you, you have to find a way out. And there's several ways out of the thing. It's neat. Uh, I just, I can't imagine having enough time to get, to get good at it. It's even available on mobile now. You can play it on your phone. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. well. Well, there you go. I, I, that might be my next mobile game then. <laughs> um, so... So I think I found it, but it, it looks like I found the Resident Evil. What is it, a chapter or something? Yep, How does that yep. work? There was a Resident Evil chapter. All of it, usually new chapters come with a new level, new survivors oh. that you can play as, and oh. new killers. Now, those killers and survivors can generally be used in any level of the game, but oh, there there's always a theme for the, uh, the release. And now are these God. DLCs uh, paid to play? or Yeah, yeah okay. they're paid. Okay. I've kind of gotten spoiled with Avengers where everything they release is reasonably free. Well, they're making up for the shitty game they released to begin with. Yeah. I hear that. Um, 
so I'm also not playing anything new, but uh, something just came across my radar the other day, and uh, it looks really cool. Have you heard of Gotham Knights? Yes, I have. Uh, it's the uh, follow-up from uh, the the Arkham series. Yes, and um, you're not playing as Batman in these games because no, Batman's dead. And, and you know what's funny about that is this is not set in the Arkham universe. It's a it's, completely different universe. Okay. They, they've said that, which I guess my problem with that is it's the same company who's made three games. There's four games total in the thing. They're making a fifth one. And they're saying this is a different universe. At the end of the, the one game, I mean, you, you can roll into that. You don't need to change that. You don't right. need to have a new universe to have this story. Whether or not Batman's actually dead or alive, nobody really knows, even at the end of all those series. But for the public to think that, it, it, you don't have to have a new universe. So I am, I'm kind of bothered by that because they created such a great continuity begin, to begin with. Mm-hmm. Now they're kind of like, ah, fuck that. <laughs> right and focusing on multiplayer which is a big deal in this yes because your main characters in this are the rest of the bat family we've got nightwing we've got robin we've got red hood and we've got Batgirl. um so it, it looks phenomenal looks like it's gonna be a great game i'm gonna have to check this one out oh yeah um i was surprised it's still coming out for the ps4 because i figured they're gonna start doing away with that shortly not yet no, <laughs> no, well, no if you can't get a system yeah so, um, but yeah, it looks great. It's, it's on my radar. I think it comes out uh, in 22. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That lines up with about what I heard. All right. Isn't, isn't Robin and Nightwing the same person? No. Yes and no. Um, the original Robin, mm-hmm. Dick Grayson, yeah. went on to become Nightwing, but there was also after that, there was Jason Todd as Robin, Damian Wayne, Tim Drake. Yeah. Well, but the, those the, you gotta you gotta understand something. A lot of times when a character gets replaced like that, they're forgettable. The Robins actually none of them were forgettable. I don't think. Um, you know, Jason Todd, you know, mm. was the one killed by the Joker. That huge impact. Um, uh, Tim Drake has it was Robin for fucking ever. Longevity and, there, yeah, yeah, and, and and kind of bridged the gap between old. Um, DC comic comics Batman and new DC comics Batman and then Damian Wayne I mean I've actually read that the entire you know from it's rare for you know to have actually because comics go on for so long to have actually read uninterrupted Jesus Christ uh, in a a character's entire arc like from before they existed all the way through to what they become is it's kind of rare and uh, yeah Damian Wayne's fantastic you know he's just like a little fucking asshole Mm mm-hmm Basically, that he is. Yes. yeah, he, he's an asshole, but he's he's Batman, the son of Batman and Talia Al Ghul, Ra's Al Ghul's um, uh, father, or daughter, daughter, and uh, that's man, a perfect hookup. It, it is, and their their progeny was raised by her. So he's like, well, I'm trying to follow in my father's footsteps, but my mother taught me to kill everybody because they suck. <laughs> so he's not nice to anybody, not even his own teammates. So this it's. Is true. It's it, it makes for a very interesting read. Do you know Maybe. which Robin we're getting in that? Uh, it's Tim Drake, but the, the costume is Damien's current. Okay. Neat. So. It's, uh, it, it gives it a, a distinct visual, at least. Yeah. It's a very different Robin. Um, Kevin, are you uh, playing anything? Yeah. Um, I... 
fired something back up that I have haven't played in a while. Uh, just cause to. Um, nice. I like the controls on it. I like the I like the gameplay. I played through it a couple times, and it's easy. It's a, it's a it's a it's a time killer. Nice. Most are these days. Yeah. And now I think it's time for Kev's tabletop review. Oh boy. So this week I've got one that um, I might have actually mentioned before um, that a buddy of mine picked up. A guy comes over quite a bit when we're having game nights and uh, he picked this up and we took a look at it. And I think we were all either too tired or too drunk to really figure it out. Um, Godzilla Tokyo Clash. Now, this is a really neat-looking game. Um, I'll read you a little synopsis here from uh, Board Game Geek, and there's actually two parts to it. Uh, In Godzilla Tokyo Clash, you play as the Earth's most fearsome kaiju, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, and Megalon, uh, battling for dominance as the most terrifying monster in Japan with detailed miniatures, very cool miniatures, I might add, of the legendary monsters and modular cityscape of 3D buildings to destroy. It's an epic battle every time you play. Now I gotta read you the second part because this is important. Oh, gotta go back to the actual game. I was looking at the miniatures. Uh, In more detail, each player has their own deck of cards unique to their kaiju they control. Really cool how there's very specific uh, gameplay related to each kaiju. Uh, as you throw trains and tanks at the opponents and attack them directly to cause damage. You can burn cards out of their deck, reducing nice. their options. I'd like to do it literally, but I don't think that will be the <laughs> longevity of the game, but whatever. Uh, reducing their options on future turns. As you stop through the city, you can earn energy, which can help you lay out permanent enhancements to your abilities. Now, I'm going to say... Now, uh, Board Game Geek lists this as a, where is it? It's a 2.16 out of 5 for weight. And what that typically means uh, for two to four players, what that typically means is that that's the uh, difficulty level of the game. I'm going to say it's actually closer to a, you know, 3, 3, 5 or, or more, because even after watching the tutorials and um, reading through the instructions a few times, it's difficult to set the game up, which is what we were having a problem with, was setting it up and understanding what it was we were looking at. Since, you know, since that time, I've gone back and and, uh, and looked at it, and um, it seems like it's actually pretty pretty simple. So we're going to try it again, and um, I, I, I can't wait because it is really neat. If you look at the, if you look at the pictures on Board Game Geek, um, you'll see that the, the, the board, the layout is different than a lot of games. This is actually, um, you have these um, uh, octagon pieces. Are they octagons or hexagon? I think they're hexagon pieces, six-sided. Yeah, they're hexagon pieces. Um, and you, you put them together all around, you know, to make this board. And you can make it different shapes and you could do different things with it each time. So you have a different board every time you play. Nice. Um, yeah, a little bit different, you know, it changes things up. And uh, it, it's different in the way that it connects 
the trains, um, for example, or the streets, or uh, how it can um, prevent, I, I think it prevents movement or, or eases movement of the kaiju. Um, so it's pretty interesting, uh, the setup. And like I said, that was the part that we had the most problem with. And I'm almost positive it was chemically related. But, uh, it could be. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to trying it out again and see how, seeing how it goes. That sounds cool. I'd like to check that one out. Yeah. So I will say I will say I picked up a new game also, one that I've already reviewed. Um, and I had said that I wanted. Uh, so I did pick it up, and we're gonna be uh, playing that here in another couple of weeks. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll even bring it out um, to your party, Paul, and we'll see if we can't uh, throw it down with it. Um, Exploding Kittens, the NSFW version. <laughs> Outstanding. We can get down with that. I got one I can bring over to. What? I got one I can bring over to. It's called Incoherent. Oh, yes. Sounds legit. <laughs> yeah. So. But. I, I saw one at Target the other day uh, before I wrapped this session up um, called You're on Mute. So I'm going to have to look that one up and see what that's about. The game of Zoom. Right. There's a, few of there's a few there's a few games like that with like card games and stuff like that like what's what's your meme or whatever mm-hmm. stuff like that and who, new phone who dis <laughs> yeah yeah there's a few of those out there so but we, we actually had game night uh on saturday here so nice. we, played, uh, we, we played the old, the old favorites categories can't go wrong with categories yeah so we played that one, and then uh, after my brother and sister-in-law left, we did a uh, sequence again. Oh, nice! Everybody, everybody seems to love that game. So, I mean, I mean, if if it works, don't you know? If it, if it ain't if broke, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So. There you go. And I'm not well, even drinking tonight, and I'm just stumbling over this shit. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, same. You're, you're you're actually better when you've been drinking, Paul. I'm just saying. Always. You're the tiebreaker there, well, Corbs. What is it? You know what? He's <laughs> better now. He's not by segment three. <laughs> when it's a couple in, I'm okay. <laughs> is that what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think on that note, we're going to uh, throw it right to commercials. Stay tuned, guys. We'll be back with the news. new comic on the shelf for a key back issue to complete your run 
How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore. Located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking, Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. Now, before you click on a dating profile from Fulton with a tagline that says something like, it's okay if you hit me as long as you dick in me, or I've got an itch that antibiotics can't scratch, here's the news. First up, I'm stupid part two. The Hollywood Reporter interviewed Michael Keaton this week about everything from Batman to Birdman, and he went into great detail on why he picks the projects that he's been picking lately. I love it when I crack you guys up. Um, he was talking about how he does not understand the current comic book movie phenomenon and why they're so popular. Uh, even though he's he's starring, you know, he's starred in some of the biggest ones and he's coming up in the new Flash movie. He's going to be in that as well, playing the original Batman 1989. Now, he said he had to read the Flash script over three times and still did not grasp the story. I quote you. He said, I'm stupid. There's a lot of things I don't know about. That's a gravestone or a T-shirt if I've ever heard one. Maybe a giant flag flying from the back of a pickup truck that's more Bondo than truck. Anyway, next up, <clears throat> see if I can do the voice. We know who you are, and you were at the premiere of Shang-Chi, and we saw you in the production stills. Uh, Sir Ben Kingsley has been confirmed as returning as Trevor Slattery in the upcoming Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, if you remember, Trevor Slattery was the fake Mandarin from Iron Man 3. And while it's great to see this much maligned character from Iron Man 3 pop back up, there aren't any real clues as to how he could fit into the story. I mean, where he was there at the end of that story didn't really seem like he was going to go anywhere. I mean, if he's lucky not to jail, uh, really. Um, I'm wondering if maybe there was too much beer that needed drinking. Because that, that's about what he was doing when he wasn't playing the fake Mandarin. And uh, finally, I didn't have time to finish the news because I was putting together my grill. That's the news, kids. Insert joke about Paul, Fulton, politics, or, or all of the above. And with a punchline that throws off Corb's intro into the movie review. Paul? In other news, Billy goats urinate on their, urinate on their own heads to smell more attractive to females. Back to you, Corb's. How do they do that? Yeah, I'm just trying to picture that myself. I am so... You've never urinated on your head before? That's a different story, you. I, but I'm not a goat. Well... Sit up. Your things point up. You know? I mean, they clearly would have to have drank a lot of water and held it for a while. You know, it's not like you, you know, put you're, way you're, too much thought into this. <laughs> you're three in the morning, drip, drip, dribble, dribble pee that, you know, woke you up out of a dead sleep and totally wasn't worth the time. It's not going to reach your head. But let's just oh say God. maybe you should check the show notes this week. <laughs> so 
still not happening. You know why I don't check the show notes, Paul? Because you don't at watch first, the show. At first, they didn't happen. They didn't exist. Then you said you started doing it, but it was inconsistent, and I didn't yeah. believe you. Then you started doing it all the time, and I still didn't believe you. And now I know that they're there, but I treat them like Bigfoot or the oh. Yeti. You know, they're out there somewhere, but I'm never going to find them. Oh, there's nothing in here about goats pissing on their own heads. I'm nope. telling you right now. Not in those ones. Those aren't the public-facing ones. Oh, why? Oh, <laughs> Because. Did you have, you have to get the videos behind the paywall? Huh? Yeah, that's right. Our Patreon, we don't have. That's where you Luckily, Corb's movie review isn't behind a paywall. So this week we're gonna uh, <laughs> Paul knows this one, so we're gonna do a homage to uh, the Mustache Man. So Kevin, this movie is for you. Yeah, we're gonna do Smokey and the Bandit, starring everyone's favorite, Burt Reynolds. Oh, Burt! Yeah, Burt Reynolds, Jerry Reed, Sally Field, and. Jackie Gleason. Yes. Oh, great movie. A fantastic movie. Great movie. It was released in May, was released May 19th, 1977. And it stars in his signature role, Reynolds, as Bo Bandit Danville, a cocky driver, ace who isn't afraid to bend or break the law. Rich Wheeler and dealer Big Enos Burdett and his son, Little Enos, bet the bandit $8,000 that he can't haul 400 cases of Coors beer from Texarkana, Texas, to a big celebration in Georgia in just 28 hours. The catch is the job isn't strictly legal. At the time, trans- transporting Coors east of the Mississippi River is, con- is considered bootlegging. Recruiting his good-natured pal Cletus Snowman Snow, played by Jerry Reed, to drive the big rig, the bandit takes the wheel of a spiffy new Trans Am in the role of blocker. He will keep the lawmen, or quote-unquote, Smokies, along the track occupied with his reckless hot-dogging, clearing the way for Snowman and his illegal cargo. The drunk goes smoothly until the bandit picks up a fetching runaway bride named Carrie, played by then-girlfriend Sally Field, who is fleeing from her planned union to dim-witted Texas beau Junior Justice. But Junior's father, Sheriff Buford T. Justice, played by Jackie Gleason, is Jesus, determined there's a whole Altmar worth of names in this thing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Um, is determined to track Carrie down and save face by making her go through with the wedding. Once she catches a ride with a notorious bandit, the blistering sheriff isn't going to let any number of jurisdictional lines or damaged car parts prevent him from snaring his slippery prey. Although it's overshadowed, so although it's overshadowed by the big blockbuster success 
of Star Wars, which was released one week later. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't I didn't know that until I was until I was doing some little research on it. Smoking the Bandit is one of the biggest box office smashes of this of 1977. It earned an Oscar nomination for best editing. Plus, Reed penned and performed three original songs for the film, including the enduring country classic "Eastbound and Down." Compared to the over, overly slick, serious crash 'em ups like Fast and the Furious movies, the Southern Fried Romp is a big, personally, and infectious sense of fun that makes it worth taking another spin. So that's what. Yeah. I you forgot two of the biggest stars of the movie. The dog. The 1976 Trans Am and yep. the semi. Yes. Yep. Two points to whoever can tell me which of those two stars had a cameo in a TV series that is still playing on TV and is entering its last season very soon. I'm the gonna Trans-Am's go. In the Walking Dead. <laughs> the trailer I mean, is. Yeah, I was gonna say the trailer was. Yeah, was the trailer was. Yep. Yeah, the trailer was. Yeah, it was. Uh, shit, when that. It was the episode. Um, isn't Daryl standing? Yeah. Daryl is Daryl and Carol. Daryl and another guy. Um, I forget who the guy is. They were. They were. He was trying to get Daryl to help him ambush some of Negan's men to start a war. And Daryl backed right. out at the last second. Um, I forget the episode, but it was during the during the whole Negan thing. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was just on the side of the road. Yep. It was all dirty and beat up. Well, not really beat up, but you could just see the mural on the side of it. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, I know what that is. <laughs> and then they uh, and they talked about it and talking dead just after that. Nice. Yeah. It was pretty so, cool. great. Uh, it's a great movie. Um, I think uh, you know Burt Reynolds obviously is the star of that movie, but I think Jackie Gleason mm-hmm. as Beaver T. Justin in that movie is uh, oh, a he's standout. A he's a yeah, luminary. He's a standout, that, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, um, it, it spawned two sequels: Smoking Bandit Two, which isn't half bad, not as good as the first one, obviously. But I didn't. The third one, I didn't like the third one at all because Burt Reynolds isn't in the third. Isn't in the third one. It's just uh, Jerry Reed and uh, Jackie Gleason are the two, and obviously. Enos Burdett, big Enos and little Enos. So, but uh, I mean, it's a great movie. I watch it when it's on. So, but that's all I got for it. I figured, you know, the mustache would give Kev a little, uh, uh, a little love. I told Paul about it uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. That's, that, that's what he was complaining about last week when I switched movies on him. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Yes, because it was supposed to be that, but he, yeah. he changed it up on me. Because um, Kevin, when you weren't going to be here two weeks ago, <coughs> I told him, I said, well, I have this movie to do if Kev's there, and if he's not there, then I'm going to switch it and do Cocktail. So I did Cocktail last week because I had that all ready to go, too. So. Yes. Now, do you guys remember the James Bond movie that um, had a sheriff in it that was modeled after Jackie Gleason's character from Smoking the Bandit? Well, it's going it to be was, after it's going to be after seventy-seven. Yeah, it would so, it would have to be one of the, the Timothy Dalton ones, right? It actually, it was after actually, more. I say it was modeled after, but a lot of people mistake it. That's actually a mistake that people make. It was actually a nineteen seventy-three uh, Roger oh. Moore film, uh, "Live and Let Die," 
um, the, the sheriff in there was actually Clifton James. And most people think that that character was modeled after the Jackie Gleason character when in actuality oh. it was the other way around. Okay. Nice. And I, I don't even know, I don't even know for a fact that Jackie Gleason's character was modeled after this one. But you if you watch both it. movies, you swear to God it's the same redneck kick, you know, uh sheriff, you know, that's out of his feet, out of his, you know, environment yeah. and you know, in the wrong territory. So I mean they're so similar. So the other thing about I think I like about uh Smoking the Bandit, actually the first second one, you have a lot of uh <coughs> football players in it. There are a lot of cameos in it, like Terry Bradshaw's in the second mm-hmm. one with me, Joe Green. First one, I think the first one had Joe Klecko in it. I think so. You, you you get a lot of football. I mean, he was he was always big with that stuff. I mean, obviously, Kurt Reynolds played football at Florida State. Yep. Before he became an actor, the reason he stopped playing football, he was actually a pretty good running back there. But the reason he stopped playing is he broke his jaw. That's how he ended Ooh. up with the that pronounced looking jaw. Wow. He broke his jaw playing football. Yeah, I didn't know that. No, I wasn't aware of that either. Yeah. So it ended his football career. So yikes. Yeah. Uh, that's how a lot of people roll into acting, huh? Yeah. A yeah, of, like, sports career that went bad and then or a sports career yeah. that you know was good and then decided they didn't want to keep it up, i.e. the rock. <laughs> oh you can't say he had a sports career. That he was a pro wrestler. What is what is for wrestling? What is for wrestling ball? What, pro wrestling is sports entertainment. What's the first word in that? Sports entertainment. Those are two that? words. Yes. Uh, the first word, I, I, it shouldn't be. It should just be acting be in your out. underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, out of everyone here, I would think you'd be the, the least likely to say that, Paul. Uh, I just, I've never thought that that's actually. What did you say, Corpse? You acting in his underwear all the time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I just I've never thought of that as a sport. It's it's it is scripted entertainment as well. Okay, it is. okay, I'll tell you this: if gymnastics is a sport, if ballet or dancing is a competition or a sport, the th- these are things okay. that are choreographed. Swimming, high diving, if those Very are sports, true. so is pro wrestling. Not because it's real, not because I'm going to ride its dick to the end of the show. But damn it, I couldn't do that shit. None of us could do that shit, and it takes. A ridiculous amount of dedication and training to perform at those high levels. Everyone here could take that. a chair shot. Oh yeah, I could take Why a chair shot. <laughs> I'm not going off the top of a cage. I'm not going off the top of the ropes. <laughs> I remember when uh, we we got to actually get into the ring one time at one of the WWE events. Uh, they did a a meet and greet photo op with the Dudley Boys. And uh, oh. my dad's huge, huge into it. So we did it. I think it was like 20 bucks. You go up, you get your picture taken. They, they, you know, hey, how you doing? Get the hell out of my ring, basically. Man. So we're, uh, we're going up to do it. And I've been watching pro wrestling for years. And they, you know how they always, they sit on the thing and they pull the ropes open. Well, I was trying to do that for my dad because my dad's old and short. Um. I plop my fat ass onto that rope and went to yank. Those fucking ropes don't move. No, no. Like I was shocked. I had to be able to pull them open. So you know, one of the the stories a lot of uh, rookies say is when they first started, the first thing they do is have them run the ropes. 
back yes. and forth all day and they're, they're, they're back bad. to bloody destroyed they're yes yeah. i it's, remember seeing that on um tough enough when i first started yep yeah no i mean lots of respect to the people that can do that oh without a doubt i'm very flippant yeah. about it making jokes about it not being a sport but it's like i said i used to watch tough enough when it started and that that just shows you a little bit of the shit they have to go through yeah. and the learning how to take a bump and all this stuff so when you get thrown onto that freaking mat which it's a mat in name only because it's basically plied wood with the the ring skirt thrown over it right which i mean that's cool. yeah it's just yeah it's like like bed springs it's like not bed springs but it's like that big I mean, springs yeah, yeah it's, to give it's, it yeah it gives you that gives you that that bounce or whatever bounce. yeah yeah it's not it's not fun and if you have ever noticed that when those guys land they land like they take the shot to the whole body like their arms are out yep i mean it's they, that, that's what they go through that training for. They know just how to do that stuff. Yeah, because so, that distributes the, the like the the blast of it when you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, the the force of the blow to the body. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna crush Hugh. I think right now I I have a I have a piece of trivia for you in my in my screwed up. Oh, you very well might crush me. Go for twist, it. Twisted in my twisted way of pinning things together. How about? How about if I tie Fulton, New York together with pro wrestling? How would you like that? Go for it. Mark Copani is the pres- uh, principal for the middle school. Oh, uh, yeah. Fulton. He, yep, he's a former wrestler, yeah. Muhammad yeah. Hassan. Yep, and we can go even further with that. Mark Copani graduated from Siena's yeah. High School. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was good friends with my brother-in-law. He was also good friends with um, what the hell's his name? He's in Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the wrestler. Dave Batista. Dave Batista. Dave Batista. And I asked him one time. I'm like, I'm like, Mark. I used to work for the Fulton School District. No, that's how I that's how I met him. He was at the, he was an assistant uh, principal at the high school when I was there. Um, and I asked him one time. I'm like, Hey, Mark, how do you how do you feel about where you ended up versus where uh, Dave Batista ended up? Turned around and walked away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably, oh, yeah. You know, Bam Bam Bigelow used to actually visit uh, Plasky quite a bit. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, he used to. Um, there was a family. I, I knew the family um, through a work connection, uh, but he would come up there to fish and stay with them whenever he, he was in the area. Uh, and he had like Thanksgiving at their house uh, a couple times. They were, they were good friends. Apparently, as, as with all the big scary guys, you find out he was the nicest, sweetest person in real life. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that too. I heard he was really intelligent too. Yeah, like a real smart dude. Not not what you expect from a guy with a tattoo on his head, but. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, your your review turned into pro wrestling talk again. Look at that. It did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you guys say we uh, we throw it to commercial and come back and wrap this thing up? Oh, you don't you don't have a review? Yeah, you don't got a Roger Ebert review. No, because basically we did the, just about the same thing at the beginning of it. So uh, the one I have is nothing but run-on sentences from the New York Times because Ebert didn't do this movie. Um, and then basically there's nothing in here that you didn't say, okay. to be quite honest. Um, that's why I kind of was throwing it off to the side. Um, the only thing that, that basically you didn't say in it that they say is the cars are the star of the movie. So. Um. <laughs> you were this close, Corbs. 
Of course. That's all you had to say. have written movie reviews for the New York Times. <laughs> I did. I, miss, I did miss the, the, the cars being the stars of the show, of the movie. Yes. All right. No review. That movie sold a buttload of cars for Pontiac. Yeah. A car they almost stopped making in 1970. They were really? going to deadhead the Firebird in 1970. When, that was when the emissions started changing. Oh, okay. So the early 70s, the emissions were changing, and they weren't going to have, they knew they weren't going to have a hot rod, but they continued to make it. They continued to build it. And shortly after, you know, everything came to a head in 72, 73, they were still making it with the big motor. And it was one of the last ones. Nice. Our car lesson for the week. Look at that. All right. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's throw it to commercial break. Guys, stick with us. We'll be right back. the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run how about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for come to collectibles galore located in north syracuse with ample off-street parking collectibles galore has a huge selection of comics toys and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else comics galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection new customers get 15 percent off their first purchase in store collectibles galore for all of your pop culture needs Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. All right, guys. Welcome back, and uh, boys, what uh, what are you watching? Don't everybody go at once. <gasps> I got something. <gasps> what? Oh, we we went to the movies. To the, the movies? Theater. Yeah, we went to the theater. Does that count? It's not streaming. It's the same thing in the this day and age. Um, what did you go see? <gasps> we went to see. Free guy. Ooh, oh, really? I've I've heard about this just all of a sudden. It's a video game movie or something? Yes. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds plays a uh, NPC in um, this uh, video game that uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of a backstory to it. And um, basically, the game he's in is being dead ended, and a new game is being brought up. 
and uh, he becomes sentient. It's, uh, wow. pretty, it's pretty did, funny, actually. It's really I read, funny. read that you should go into this knowing as little as possible. It is what one of the reviews I saw said. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't want to give away anything else, to be completely honest with you. Although, I will say the more you know about uh, or the more the more games you know about, like current, um, uh, you know, big like games. Fortnite. Yeah, for yeah, there, there's there's a list of games that are um, uh, Easter egged throughout the movie, nice. and yeah, it's the, so the more you know about current, you know, popular, um, uh, massive multiplayer games, uh, the, the the better the better it is. Kind of, you don't need to. But you start to get these Easter eggs, and it just adds a little bit to it, I think. Standing. I really yeah. want to see that. That looks mm-hmm. good. It, it, uh, it was pretty good. Good. Uh, I would have been happy enough to just wait and see it streaming, though, to be completely honest. Yeah. People are scumbags. I'll leave it at that. Oh, don't leave it there. What happened? Yeah, you got to throw us in. Every fucking guy that went into the bathroom didn't wash his hands. It was just so disgusting. Like, Why did I, you spend that much time in the bathroom during the movie? I didn't, but it's a busy place after a movie. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. They figure also. the popcorn grease acts as a barrier to deflect germs. <laughs> I can't get my car keys out of my pockets. COVID, COVID doesn't stand a chance. People are fucking disgusting. I'm telling you. You're yes, not wrong. Yeah. What's worse is when someone gets out of the stall next to you and doesn't wash their hands. Some of that. It's nasty. That's that's not that's just wrong. Yeah. It's only much worse than that. Anyway. What the hell just happened? Did you <laughs> see that, Paul? You saw extra it. audio is what I got. Wasn't me. It was Corb's voice, but his lips weren't moving and his video my, wasn't frozen. That's my son. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's behind me. Oh. I thought we like had a phenomenon there for a second. <laughs> yeah. Who knew episode 110 was going to be our first real ghost hunt? <laughs> this is 111. Um, uh, are you sure? I'm because positive. I have 111 for next week. Nope, you're off by one, man. How did that happen? I don't know. I'm going to go back and figure this out. All right, but I have folders for each of them. So, uh, While he's figuring it out, Corpse, why don't you tell us about the one that you brought up? Uh, so this week on Stars, the TV show that I've been kind of waiting to, for it to come out is uh, Heels. And it's based on a Deep South wrestling promotion now it stars uh steve amell what everybody knows is the green arrow um he is the owner and operator of a wrestling league called duffy's wrestling league and his last name is duffy his uh younger brother played by alexander ludwig from vikings yes from vikings yep he's also he's been in hunger games he was in bad boys for life you've seen that movie you'll you'll know yeah well um so it's basically it's it's just it's based on the wrestling wrestling game it's based on the whole deep south wrestling promotions and and whatnot um it's uh 
Stephen Mel's character, his name is, and I gotta figure out, I can't remember what his name is now. I just had it. He's Jack, isn't he? I think his name is Jack. Yeah, is, yeah. he's Jack, and his brother's name is Ace. Ace. Yep. Um, so they're, they're the two brothers. Uh, Jack is the oldest. He's the his father left him the promotion, and he, he's the champion of the promotion. And his brother is supposed to Jack's the heel. His brother's supposed to be the the good guy. The face. 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 Yeah. Um, so the beginning of the, the whole thing is you know Jack beats somebody. His brother comes in and challenges him to the title. Um, you know Jack scripts all everything. He's got everything down. He's got the scripts down. He he does everything for everybody's character and whatnot. Um, and I guess. His brother is really is supposed to is supposed to be a really good wrestler, and he you know he's very good. He's very um, flamboyant. The crowd loves him. <coughs> and a guy that used to be in the promotion that went up north to the promotion up north. Their but, version of the WWE. There you go. Okay. But they don't mention it by name. Right. You know, mention it. They just say that he went up north and became a big star. He comes down just to. Um, sign Ace to a contract to bring him up north to be a star up there. And his brother doesn't want him to go. His brother wants him to stay because his brother doesn't think he's ready. So so that was that's the first episode and how it goes about um, showing the that promote the promotion and what goes behind it and all the stuff like that. Um, interesting thing is is some of the characters in there um, I just you know Mary McCormick's in it. I don't know if you guys know remember who she is. I do, and I'm trying to figure out now because when I was watching it, I'm like, I know her. What else has she been in? But I can't see anything in she her. Was in, uh, she was in Private Parts with Howard Stern. You played Beth. No, yeah, not I, Beth. The wife. Yeah. Beth's is newer. You wife. know, I might have seen that like 20 years ago. I feel like I've seen her in something more recently than that. Um, but I can't play. Uh, Will and Grace, Angie Tribeca. Uh, yeah, those are not things that I would have watched. So. House of Lies, Newsroom, Scandal, Scooby-Doo Wrestling Mystery, WrestleMania yeah. Mystery. It doesn't uh, matter, but I was thinking that when I was watching it. Like, I know her. It's weird that I would recognize her, and she's not really been in many things I would have watched. But West yeah. Wing. West Wing, you would have watched that, right? No, yeah. no, I didn't watch West Wing. So I also found out that, you know, I did a little more research on the TV show itself, and I guess... Um, one of the characters in it is going to be played by a another wrestler that is no longer wrestling. Uh, it's going to be CM Punk's going to be in it. Oh no, kidding! Oh, he's going to be back. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be in the, the TV show. So, no, I mean he's going to be back. Yeah, he's uh, coming back. Chicago, Illinois, uh, signing with AEW. Okay, nice. Yeah, there, there's talk about him going there. There's talk about a lot of guys going there now. So. Leaving the WWE to go there and stuff like that. So, but, but yeah, he's going to be in the TV show. He's supposed to be in heels. So nice. And now, how how much how far are we into it now? Just one episode so far. Yeah. So it was yeah. the first episode. Nice. So and I I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. I've been waiting for it to come on. Um, it was one of those ones I was you know I was flipping through watching doing stuff for movie reviews. I kept seeing previews for it. You know, and seeing the Green Arrow on there, kind of was like, oh, I want to see that. I know, and I know. Him being the Green Arrow is you know, the Green Arrow, but he's a very big wrestling fan. Yes, he actually wants to be a wrestler. Yeah, he uh, he did 
uh, he did wrestle uh, a little bit, but he actually an element with the WWE. Yeah, he did something yeah, with them. But yeah, he actually signed with another wrestling promotion too. Nice. Yeah, in the league uh, a while back, and he did some wrestling with them too. And now he's doing. I think it was more probably for research. Yeah, research for the TV show type of thing. But I don't know if he's still wrestling or not. But I mean, he's he's wants to be a wrestler. I mean, he obviously he was with the WWE, wrestled uh, Goldust. Yes. Like so yeah, so it's pretty interesting that. Uh, I want to, I'm interested to see where it goes and, and, and what. Yeah. So, I mean, the end of the episode, I know Hugh, you watched it, you know, two guys have it. I know the end of the episode, I, I was kind of shocked at that. End. I, I was, I, I wasn't expecting that. No, I wasn't expecting that at all. I was like, holy crap. I, when, when I first thought, thought I knew he was going to do what he did, the, the whole attack on him, but I didn't think he was going to do what he did after that. I didn't think it was going to be, like that and done. Yeah. So I was like, so, holy crap. I, I you know, it's, I, I actually got my wife to watch it and I kind of pitched it. Like, I'm like, listen, this is, you know, I mean, I think we all can agree that original shows on stars and HBO are kind of equal to the same thing. They're high production quality, great acting. They don't put shit out. Right. Yeah. I, I, for any of these shows, even if it's not the kind of thing you're into, it's still going to be high quality for the audience it's intended for. Um, so she, she was willing to give it a shot, especially given that, you know, the guy from Vikings was in it, um, you know, cause that lent it some legitimacy mm-hmm. and I mean, she's like, well, I'm not like super into it, but you know, we'll, we'll watch, I'll watch the next episode. So, um, I thought it was, um, not a, a home run, but they're clearly trying to establish themselves with a yeah. subject matter that the people that were always going to watch this show already know all about it. Everybody else that they need to get to make it a success has no idea. So they had to lay a lot of groundwork in this episode. Yeah. Huh. So. Interesting. I want to see that. I just, again, I, I don't have the channel or the their streaming. So I'm missing out on that one for now until I, I, I crumble and get a subscription just to watch it or something. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Can you share your subscription with him or something? Let him log in on the app. Mine, mine is through Verizon. I got it when we upgraded to the next package or whatever. It was part of that package. So cool. I was like, shit. Yes. <laughs> it was one of those days. It was one of those days when I was, you know, I was I was home before COVID and I was flipping through the channels or whatever. And I'm like, oh, shit, we got fucking stars. So start watching. I can start watching movies again. It's not having to right. watch like movies that are made for TV type of movies. Like they cut out the swearing out, you know, Scarface with no f bomb, and it is like watching, you know, Scarface with no f bomb in it. Yeah, the G rated version is, you know, so you can watch Scarface on there, and Tony Montana is, you know, Tony Montana. So, so what are you saying? The TV version is like Scratch Face? Is that? <laughs> yeah, the made for TV version. <laughs> Johnny Arkansas. <laughs> So, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. So I'm, I'm looking forward to episode two coming on Sunday. So nice. Um, so we're going to do a whole lot of HBO max here. Um, first of all, I, I was forced to sit through, um, space jam, a new legacy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep, I haven't seen that one. Don't, don't bother. It wasn't a good time. 
was not a good time. Best it, part about that movie is Don Cheadle. That's all I got to say. Really? I was hoping it was the Rick Don and Cheadle? Morty cameo. It was the what? Corp? I was hoping it was the Rick and Morty cameo. Oh, that was pretty good, too. But I was the only one in the house that understood it. Kylie goes, who's that? I'm like, never, never mind. <laughs> it's like that meme. I'm going to tell my kids this was Doctor Who. <laughs> So which one's better, this one or the old the Jordan one? The one with Jordan, obviously. So Jordan still is the goat? Yes, 100%. The only good thing about this one is whoever wrote the movie to be um, LeBron James's vehicle really doesn't like him because they just take shots at him throughout the whole movie. Like at one point, someone said something about him being the greatest of all time. And Don Cheadle's character looks straight at the camera and goes, well, the jury's still out on that one. It's like there's stuff like that throughout the whole movie. He dunks and Don Cheadle goes, well, first time you've done a slam dunk in years, huh? All this kind of shit. Like that I enjoyed. Just the, the fact that they were featuring him but still taking him down a peg the whole time. So that was good. But the movie itself sucks. Don't bother. And you can't bother now anyway. Now it's gone from HBO Max. So, oh, yeah, it's horrible, right? <clears throat> but what isn't gone from HBO Max is season three of Titans. Ooh. Yes. And, and Holy I, shit. <laughs> yeah, we won't Holy say too much shit. because Corbs is way behind. I am seeing it. Okay, good. Have you, um, have you watched Titans the first two seasons? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. I mean, it, it's out of the gate. I mean, th- this show has improved every year, but I mean, this is like, when you say a huge improvement, it's like previous seasons weren't as good. They were great, but this is fucking phenomenal so far. Like they, yeah. they've up to the bar significantly. Leaves your jaw on the floor. I'm really looking forward to it. If, you know, I've just uh, seen the previews and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Don't wait too long. So you get spoiled, man. The end yeah. of episode three is... Wow. Yeah, yeah, I wow. <clears throat> I mean, and there's there's huge moments throughout because they've they've released the first three episodes already. We talked I saw, I think we re- talked about that last week, and I with a quickness watched all three of them. Um, and there's just I mean moments that are awesome, moments that are heartbreaking, and uh in in episode two, there's a there's a moment with Bruce where you just see uh, a broken man. That's that's really all I can say without giving anything else away. Yeah, you know, I actually wanted to talk about that, Paul, and see if you agreed. I love Ian Gwang, and I, I think he's awesome for Bruce Wayne, but I had a real problem with his characterization there because even with everything that happened, no matter how good or bad things are, it could be the best day of Bruce Wayne's life, and he's not going to offer to make you lunch. I agree with that too. I, it was, it was, it struck me. As that was weird. weird. And, and I think it was supposed would... to. I think it was, I, that was meant to illustrate how completely rocked he was from what the hell happened. See, I and think. I, I take that as even if he was rocked, it was, it was too far in the wrong direction. He was almost cheerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a little weird with how his mannerisms were on it. But I think that was like, the epitome of compartmentalization. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe even denial is, is a better way of saying it. Yeah. <clears throat> but 
that's I, I don't want to touch on too much more of it oh yeah i do like how they're remixing familiar elements but yeah. not remixing like a lot of times when they do that with a, a property they'll remix it in a really stupid way that doesn't make sense um this all fits and and, and you know how like what i feel that this titans universe is almost if the comics had the balls to actually have true continuity mm-hmm. titans universe is where we would be now yes. and i think i would be okay with that yeah i agree um the only thing i i, I god it's so hard to say it without I, I think there there's a major factor that was really rushed, but supposedly we're going to get more answers in episode five about that. Okay. And if you don't understand, I can text you afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Text me. Okay. I, I might know what you're talking about, but you probably do, but it's hard to speak in code. <laughs> um, I, got no I got no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, that's good. And that's the way I want it. Uh, now, where are you, Corbs, with Titans? Because I know they're replaying it on TNT. I haven't uh, got a couple of them taped, but I haven't had a chance to. I think they're it. up to episode four on it right now. No, I think but you're still not experiencing it to its fullest. No. I have got to get you the DVDs that I have. Well, dude, Stewart's is right down the street from your house, for fuck's sake. Just drop there. Well, can I? That's true. Can I throw them into the Stewart's by my house and then the one, they'll come out at the one by you, Corbs? Like, Apparently, according to you, that's the way it works. <laughs> well, every time he brings this up, you say, I can meet you at Stewart. So I assumed that was a thing. I don't know. It is. <laughs> I just meet him at Stewart's. I mean, we get ice cream. Right. Last ice cream. Root beer floats, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, let's stick with DC right now. Is anybody watching Stargirl? Yes. I really have no interest, so feel free to talk about it. Okay. Um, is that on HBO Max too? No, no. That, that's on the CW. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to watch it. It's one of the Arrowverse shows without really being in the Arrowverse so far. Uh, what, what was your that response for? Well, just, no, it was just because, it, see, I think we went through this entire uh, progression last week with you asking the same question. So that's why I was like, yes. Um, yeah, because Stargirl, uh, second episode was uh, last night, right? Tuesday, yes. Yeah. Um, Still good. You know, Kevin, you shouldn't let the CW put you off from it. It started as a separate thing online, was it? or It for... started out on DC Universe, on that stream. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so they it doesn't quite have the, even though it's all about teenagers, it doesn't quite have the same teen angst no. as some of the other. Even though in Arrow they were all adults, they still have the same CW bullshit, you know, as a backdrop. Yeah. Um, it, it really feels more like a, an old timey superhero tale. And I think a lot of that is down to uh, Luke Wilson really kind of, you know, he's the heart of that show and really, yes. really makes it, makes it shine. You know, like they, it's all about the justice society and that's the golden age of superheroes. And it, it feels like it. Yes. And that is also in big part, I think due to the fact that they've got Jeff Johns doing a lot of the writing with it. Yeah. Um, who is the guy that created Courtney Whitmore, the the star girl. Like, this is his character. He came up with on his own uh, as a tribute to his dead sister. Um, and what's her, back, what, what's her backstory? Like, where is she from? What's is she related to anybody? Um, Stripesy, technically. It's his stepdaughter. Um Basically, she was just a normal teenage kid who ended up coming into possession of the cosmic rod that Starman used to have. 
And oh, Starman, okay. Yeah. And yeah, she's a legacy character. They're all legacy characters in this, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Especially with uh episode two. Is yeah. is Stark Girl? I gotta ask this question and I'm kinda asking it to you guys and then to the person sitting behind me. Um, Star Girl, isn't she part of like the Teen Titans Go? No. That's Starfire. Starfire. Starfire, okay. Thank you. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of hard to uh, munge words together to make new names after a while. I think. Yeah, it's, t- it's tough to keep this all these timelines together. <laughs> right. Fuck! Don't even. Okay, now you sound like Michael Keaton. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking more. I sound like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Patrick or Stewart. <laughs> right. Say <laughs> you more sound like the Watcher. We're not there yet. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> all right but that is where we're heading next um uh, is everybody watching marvel's what if yes i will i will but don't worry about it because it doesn't matter you can't spoil anything about what if yeah, that's true none of it none of it matters that's <laughs> not what i understand well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I I used to collect their com. I used to collect some of those comic books. I still have them somewhere. Yeah, I you love know, what if. All it means is that when they get into these multiverse movies, you're going to see Haley Atwell through a portal carrying uh, the the shield, shield and yeah. you're, you're going to see stuff like that. But it's not going to have any actual impact on anything, unless there's a character they want to pull in, like they want to have Chris Evans be somebody else or something along those lines. Or they right. use it as a way to resurrect, uh, you know, Tony Stark. For the most part, it's all going to be uh, Easter eggs. Yes, I, I don't see any other way they can they can do that. I mean, we have the option now to have Captain Carter be a thing. Yeah, but but she won't be. I mean, okay. They're, they're, they're already we don't tried, know where they're going to go. They they try giving her a TV show once, and that but now really they work. disavow it altogether. Yeah, um, they're not going to bring her in as Captain Carter when they just signed Anthony Mackie to play, you know, Captain America. Oh, that's yeah. true. Captain America yeah. Four. Uh, there, yeah, there's no need today for, too. Yeah, there, there's no need for there to be two Captain characters, you know, that they're making. I mean, they they, they spend three, four hundred, five hundred million dollars on these movies. They're not going to do it for you know a a, a, char- a throwaway character, hmm. basically. But, no, I, but, I'm not saying. I'm, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm just gonna say she's hot as hell in that outfit. Oh, I, I would love oh to to see that. I mm-hmm. just I know it's not gonna happen. At best, out of this uh, multiverse stuff, um, you know, maybe we get Spider Gwen. Uh, maybe we get um, it's all spider shit. Maybe we get Miles Morales or something like that. Pulled in the through. MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they might they might grab a couple characters. They might use it as a mechanism to pull the X Men in. Um, but you're not, I, at least so far with What If, nothing there is going to be more than an Easter egg in the films. I would guarantee no, Definitely it. so far, they're, they're definitely playing with the variants is what we're getting. Yeah. Uh, because this week's was What If T'Challa Became a Star-Lord? That's the actual he, full title. He, he became, well, wouldn't he, isn't he Star-Lord? Isn't he supposed to be Chris, uh, Chris Pratt's character? Yes. Yeah, that threw me, and it actually confused my nine-year-old who's bouncing around the room. It was like, ah, a Star-Lord? What's a Star-Lord? Uh, yeah, that didn't make any sense. I mean, that'd be like, you know, you call me Dr. Hugh for the show, and then we do a what if, if you know, what if Corbs was a Dr. Hugh? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I thought that the title was a little odd. Yeah. Um, but the but episode was that, really cool. The episode was cool, but it was kind of like it seemed like he just had the this power over everybody that just turned everybody. And I was like, that that's just weird. Right. Like Thanos was like, oh yeah, that yeah, I had that thing, and it was like that's just genocide. He's like, well, no, it's not really that. I mean, I thought it was pretty funny the way that he was talking about it. And yeah, like that, and they were kind of ripping on him about it. Yes. And it's, you know, he was a positive influence on everybody. Right, basically, yes. is what it came down to. Yeah. He he had super super charisma, is what he had. So so I mean, it was a good episode. I, I I liked it. I just wondered, kind of like at the end when uh, he meets uh, dad. Well, his dad meets, he meets him. ego. Yeah, he meets um. What's his name? Star Russell. No, not, no, no, not the character. The actual Chris Pratt plays in the. What's his Peter real Quill. name? Peter Quill. Yes. Yeah. When he's he said it at the beginning of the episode. When he meets, shut up. I don't know. When he meets Peter Quill, and he's you know he's a janitor at a Dairy Queen. Yes. Which is exactly where that character would have been. Wait. Yes. Wait. He wasn't a clerk. <gasps> wrong franchise (laughs) hey look I'm just trying to tie it all together (laughs) why not but that was a really cool way to end it yeah Um, and they almost tease it like that might spin off into something else and uh, can you believe Kurt Russell actually showed up for one line yep I believe that. <laughs> he probably did it over Zoom. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I mean, do you think that's do you think that's Peter Quill's power? You think charisma is like the thing? Because I mean, look what he does. Look at every every you know every chance he gets, he's bringing people together. Peter Quill. Yeah. Well, I mean, he I know, the no, Star no. Lord. I no, I'm just saying. That... I'm just saying. If if the if if they're saying a Star Lord's power is charisma, doesn't doesn't our current Star Lord Peter Quill doesn't he have that I, power? In fact, I think he lacks it a lot. And uh, this this episode really showed me the difference where because um, T'Challa is not selfish. He is not insecure. He is none of those things. And those Peter Quill has those qualities in spades. He's really fucking lucky and his heart's in the right place, which is the only reason things work out okay. Um, <laughs> but you can see the difference there with someone who's truly um, selfless. Everybody from Thanos to Nebula, everyone that was in his um, circle. circle, they're all so much better because yeah, yeah. of who T'Challa is. There you go. Peter, Peter Quill all could right. never have pulled that off. Yeah, 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 that's who he's supposed to be, then. Yeah. Okay. There you go. But Peter Quill is just a dope, is what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's what makes it. That's what makes it work. Makes him endearing. I like him. He's the greatest American hero. <laughs> he doesn't understand his true power. That I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but so far, this is a this is a really cool show. I, I'm fun. digging it. I, I like the anthology aspect of it. It really says something when I can actually get Kristen to sit down and watch a cartoon, and she looks forward to What If every week now. Oh wow! Yeah, 
Um, but the consensus of the house with everybody else other than me was that last week's episode was better than this week's. Yeah. They all liked Captain Carter better. I agree. So, um, I liked them both equally. I like Captain Carter better. Well, I like her better much. Yeah. I don't know. Kev's going to come back in a couple weeks and talk to us about uh, Nebula with the blonde hair, I think. It's a thing. <laughs> Dude, that actress, that actress has a different colored hair every freaking movie she's in. This is true. Every time you see her, it's like, isn't that, but wasn't she? And she doesn't look anything like she did in the other movie. Agreed. She needs to stick with her look from Jumanji. That worked for me. Mm. So, well, this Gunpowder, was... Gunpowder Milkshake, she was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen that. I have to check that one out. Dude, uh, anyone? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just wondering, because I, I believe you said you have AMC+, Plus, right, Kevin? All right, did have you caught the, the week early premiere yet? Week early premiere of, of The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. I don't do that. It's not next week? I don't do that. Comes out Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do that. I watch it the night of. Ah, uh, see, but we, we watched it a few nights ago, so. Yeah, right. I know. I want to, I want nothing to do with that. I, I'm, I'm part of the, I'm part of the Walking Dead army. I'm not. I'm not interested in any kind of, you know, prior knowledge. Oh, that's not prior knowledge. I just you're still you get to watch you get to watch it a week early if you have uh, AMC Plus. If you remember from the we were talking about it before, he likes to watch it and then watch the Talking Dead after. Yep. Yep. I need I need I need to be part of the collective because that energy is what brought me into the Walking Dead and it's what's kept me there. And um, the decompression afterwards, I absolutely need that. So, so what you're saying is you would make a great Borg? No, that's Star You'd Trek. Be part stuff. of the collective. No, I no. just said that that's what I do for Walking Dead. <laughs> you tried. Yeah, you I tried. did. I did. You tried. <laughs> so, just... so I didn't even know that starts next week. Too. Resistance right. is apparently not futile. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? Wait a minute. Doesn't it normally start in like October? Yeah, yeah, but th- this is this is the final season. It's thirty episodes long, and oh, they're, nice. they're they're probably going to split it like into you know twelve different parts. So. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I know, I know, I know, they break from like Thanksgiving until Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm expecting they, a few more breaks. Yeah. I'm thinking they're going to stretch this one season out two years. I mean, if it's they thirty episodes, I can't. Can see doing it. They can't. People are done with it. People are done with it. Until it gets that. started. Uh, you know what? I, I don't agree with that. I've not seen any evidence to show that. Um, I think that the ratings difference you're seeing is people are watching it on AMC Plus because AMC is making more money that way. I guarantee it. And that's where they want people. That's why they're not mad when the ratings drop. They're, they're, they haven't gotten upset or you know they're not stopping the expansion of the universe. They're actually dumping more money into it and more shows because I think they're making a ton of money on the back end here. Cutting Extra- out all of them. You, you got to look at the extraneous conversations. You got to look at the. Uh, you got to look at the forums. You got to look at all oh, the different are, user groups. The, you got to. You got to look at the conversations. Are full of people that say, you, "Why isn't the show on? I haven't watched it since season you, five. There's a lot of people on there going, "I stopped watching it three seasons ago, and I won't go back." And they don't care because it, it, they've lost their way. There's a lot of people that walked away from The Walking Dead. And they continue to all the time. And AMC knows that. 
And that's why they're ending it. And if, and if they drag it out, what they're going to have is they're going to have an empty, you know, they're going to have an empty slot because they ain't gonna, they're not going to have people viewing it. People, yeah, you are, know, people are not paying for AMC Plus for Walking Dead. I'm sorry. They're just not doing it. Not, not in the numbers that they thought that they, thought they were going to get. Do we know that for a fact? Sure. You go look, you go look at AMC's numbers for other shows that are being streamed, and that's where the viewership is. It's not The Walking Dead. Walking Dead has high numbers, but not nearly as high as a lot of the other shows, all the other properties. Yeah, are, so you're looking at AMC Plus's numbers, because last I knew that they didn't, nobody released streaming numbers. So what they do is they talk about, they, they talk about their viewership. There's, there's a couple of different places where they talk about it. I, I don't have them available right now, but they're okay. So maybe they're inflating their other properties because they're trying to get people to pay attention to them. But I mean, anybody that anything that I've seen, they're saying that it's just not, it's just not there. And the conversations that I've been part of for years aren't happening anymore. So that tells me that the viewership is not there because the interest is not there. Well, maybe that is the case. I, I just don't see how they would be investing in one, two, three, three spinoffs, maybe four spinoffs right now. I mean, you've got Daryl and Carol, you've got Tales of the Walking Dead, and you've got the Walking Dead sitcom, which is such a bizarre idea. Are they really though? I mean, I know they've I know they've talked about it, but is is it really happening? I know there was just talk about the Daryl and Carol coming. Oh yeah, that's that's, still in the forefront. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Norman Reedus was talking about that this week in the Walking Dead origin or Walking Dead uh, Tales from the Walking Dead. Uh, I I mean, they they hope so kicking around you know which characters to bring back and things like that i mean nothing i've seen makes me think that they they're lying about it and it would be really fucking weird to lie about (laughs) all the shows you're gonna make i i i hope i hope it's true i really do but but what i'm seeing is that you know as a as a trend people are done with it well i don't think it's a 20 million a week show anymore by any stretch of the imagination but i think that they have to be doing well enough to continue expanding it. Otherwise they wouldn't. They're a company. If it wasn't making them money, they wouldn't be making three extra shows. You know, I mean, which is, I I don't see why they would do that. I I hear, I hear what you're saying and I hear what AMC is saying. I believe it when I see it. All right. right. Well, I think that's a good time to drop some wisdom nuggets. Ah, that's Corb's line. No, I just say drop your nuggets, but he only drops one. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. Did I ruin that for you? I'm sorry. I just so should drop your nugget. All right, say it, Corpse. After with some nugget. Stop touching your nugget. When people unfriend or block me on social media, I always wonder, what was the last straw? Good night, everybody, and mega bite me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.